Welcome to Double's Podcast. This is episode one of our sports podcast where we mainly talk about football and basketball. Uh, the draft is in two days, so we'll get to that in next week's episode. My name is Carrington Valentine, and uh, my favorite team is the Milwaukee Bucks, and I'm pretty much the basketball guy. Uh, my name is Sincere Billups, you know, favorite team, born and raised in Chicago, Chicago Bulls till I die. Uh, I'm mainly the football guy, you know, big Bears guy. And uh, yeah, so I mainly focus on football. He mainly focuses on basketball, and we're just gonna collaborate on this. And it just, it'll, it'll go real. It'll be real co- cohesive. That's the word I was looking for. Cohesive, cohesive. Um. So first topic today is uh, we're just gonna talk about the Lakers and the Nets. So as most people know, uh, going into the season, these teams were idol favorites. Out, idol favorites, like big, big, big. Oh, what did that post say? We might as well already skip to the finals. No, so, so fast forward not even a full season yet the lakers don't make the play in tournament so nasty they don't make the play in and a lot of people are blaming it on frank vogel i don't think it's all on him i don't either i don't think it's all on him at all i think he has the quote-unquote pieces but at the same time i think they didn't meld well together ad was always out i think you could count on like maybe three hands like a handful of games where they all played together ad russ and braun and they probably still lost that game so it's just it was i i I can't bring myself to blame frank vogel everybody's calling for him to get fired this and that this and that but i just don't see it i don't see it getting put on frank uh i see it i see it on russ me personally i think Russ was shooting the ball at a rate that was unacceptable of a superstar. And I think I think Russ can play. I'm not one of these guys out here who's like, oh, Russ is ass. Russ is not Russ is not good. Russ is bad. Russ is this. Russ is that. But I do think he dropped the ball this year. I, I think that some of his shots, for sure, like obviously the ones that are going over the backboard, hitting way too high on the backboard, all types of backboard <laughs> just though those are undeniably bad but also i feel like i don't think russell westbrook has ever been a prolific jump shooter mm-hmm. i think he is an incredible player and i think that the games when braun was out and he was the primary point guard the primary dude he played like very well like towards the end of the season i can't remember the exact game but there was like a specific game where he had like 30 points mm-hmm. shooting like Damn, damn near 75 percent right and then he like he got his assists he got his rebounds like russell westbrook does i can't remember if they won but i mean i guess that didn't really matter because they were already pretty bad but i just think that lebron and russell westbrook are not good together mm-hmm. because lebron isn't gonna sit in the corner and catch and shoot get it passed to him lebron isn't gonna really like do a whole bunch of off ball running around at 48,000 years old like it's just like they're both so old like Russell Westbrook is just gonna ISO not in like the James Harden ISO dribble dribble step back way but like mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook does well when he touches and the kick ball out to shooters yeah like 25 times a possession and that's the thing they didn't I don't think there's any shooters on the Lakers roster to me in my opinion it was like unless Austin Reeves is your shooter there's no prolific or even 
I don't even think like 40% shooters from the three on that team where you can rely on them in the clutch or even in the game to just hit those clutch threes. Um, because like you said, Braun and Russ, I wouldn't say they're the same archetype of player, but they're the type who's going to drive, draw the attention and kick out. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have someone to kick out to, you're going to get the result that you did with, because with Braun kicking out to Russ, you're going to, it's not, it rushes in the three point shooter. It's not, it's not what we, it's not what you want to see. And AD was out. So who do they have starting? It was Dwight starting. He was getting minutes. Yeah. I just, I just don't like it. They're so old. Uh, and yeah, not man. to mention Carmelo Anthony. I don't know. I, I don't know what he was averaging. I, I just he doing well. He was, he was coming off the bench, right? Or was he starting yeah, to, he was doing well off the bench. So who was the starters? The starters was Russ. Brian, in an ideal world, sure. no, no, no. Who was starting for the year? Because AD was out, so he. I, I'm not going to count him as a starter. I feel like he wasn't starting for most of the time. But I I'd say at the one, mm-hmm. and they were playing Austin Reeves a lot, but I don't know if they ever started him. But I, that's the thing. Like it's so hard to think of what their starting lineup is because right. there's so many injuries. Like it was always something different. So that's why I was saying, like in an ideal world. Because they also had DeAndre Jordan for a while, and they kept playing him. Kendrick Nunn was on this team this year? He didn't play a game. He, like, hit his knee on Malik the table. Malik Monk. Malik Monk. I do. THT. I think THT. Like, I think that's that's just a, that's a mind slip. THT can play. He can. I, I still think I don't they think, I don't think he's. I'm about to say, I don't think he's worth as much money as they gave him, per se. Getting, like, 10 mil, right? Or 11? Uh, Let's see. It's, it's feel, something it's, crazy. Say it's something. I, I remember us. I remember us like just reacting to it, and I was like, "Nah, I'm not giving them that." But I'm also not paying Duncan Robinson whatever they pay Duncan Robinson. They get a yeah, lot of money. I'm not doing it. They, ooh, so yep, three year, thirty mil. Not doing it. Tht. I, that stuff doesn't make sense to me. Like some players just get way more money. Like I think, like franchises like the Mavs always overplay their overpay their players Super. because well, they gotta have to. They're a small market. No one's coming to Dallas to play. I'm like, well, I guess because no, I'm not going to Dallas to play drafting Luka Doncic, but I feel like I'm still like, I'm letting Maxi Kleba walk instead of giving him, I think he's making like eight and a half. I'm not, right him, I'm not giving him a dime of my good hard earned money. Maxi like, Kleba isn't stealing from me. Say, I'm not hate. I, I think feel like it's, it's Maxi. I just feel like you said, like, it's Maxi Kleba. I'm not paying you that much money. You but I feel, feel like, like upwards of eight mil. I but I think at the same time you gotta or the way I look at it is that if I don't pay you, we just lost a shooter. Like Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson can shoot the ball. You can kick out to Duncan Robinson and he's going to make it. But what they give him? Like no. sixteen mil. <laughs> or I might be crazy, but they they gave him a bag. They gave Duncan a bet ninety mil. Why? For what? Five year, ninety mil? No, no, it's not me. Because that means because they're about to pay Tyler Hero too. Whenever his his turn, he's about they to get should. paid. They should. Yes. Yeah. He he can hoop. I feel like they also paid PJ Tucker like seven point five mil. I'm pretty sure for one year. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is a one year, one year? but like. Why? But with one year, salary cap doesn't exist for you. You can just throw some money at them real quick. 
7.5. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's just like Lou Will never even made money for real. And he was like, a six man how many times? Four? I'm actually not sure. Even just, it had to be more than that. The goat. <laughs> Outside of Manu. But yeah, Lakers. Uh, and then after the season, they talked to Russ, like the reporter talking to Russ. And they were like, do you see this season as a failure? He was like, he said, like, no, because of his past legacy or whatever. And in my head, that has nothing to do with this year. I think if you can be Michael Jordan, you don't make the play-in tournament where they extended it to, what, the 10th seed? Yeah, there was, like, half of one team that couldn't make the be called a failure. Like, there's just no way you can sit and go, this season was a success. Mm. Because you even have Bronco, like, tweeting – like last a uh, few games ago, he tweeted out. He was like, "I'm never missing the playoffs again. This feels horrible." Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how you should feel. You shouldn't be talking to the media like, "Oh, well, I I've averaged triple doubles. I have an MVP. Cool, great. You didn't make the playoffs this year with LeBron James playing and Carmelo Anthony and you. Y'all should have been able to make the play play in. And no one's asking you to win the chip. Well, they were. They said y'all were gonna win the chip." But I, I understand that that was a bit much. It was a bit much. Y'all are old. None of y'all can shoot, for real. So I get it. Make the play-in tournament. At least. Who made the play-in? The Kings? No, absolutely not. Not the Kings? Who was that? <laughs> Never the Kings. Um, In the West, it was... Yeah. I don't think the Pelicans were in the play-in, were they? Mm. Let's look. Sorry, let's sorry. look. It's fine. Uh, the Clippers? The Clippers got eliminated. It was... um, Yeah, because Paul George... Was out. So, unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Nah, I think they could have won that if Paul George was playing. Cover protocols is crazy. And it, they just announced today that Zach Levine is in cover protocols for the Bucks game. Who was it in the play-in? Timberwolves. They were in the play-in? Mm-hmm. They're hooping right now. Timberwolves, oh, Pelicans, nice. Spurs, Clippers. And the Pelicans were in the play-in, too? Mm-hmm. And now they're about to beat the Suns? <laughs> so, yeah, I, how did they? Oh, yeah, I forgot. They didn't have CJ. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, Lakers not being called a failure is crazy. The other failure I want to talk about today is the Nets. Swept. Brooklyn Nets swept in the first round by the Boston Celtics. Now listen, Marcus Smart is a deep boy. (laughs) Marcus Smart is a deep boy. So, I mean, it it was looking scary for KD and, and Kyrie. It was looking it was looking tough. It was missing easy buckets. Because now my personal take on it is that Steve Nash doesn't know what he's doing. And I if we've Correct. had this conversation, you agree. Um some players shouldn't also be I mean, some players shouldn't turn into coaches. Some players should just be players and then retire. And that's okay. You don't have to be a coach. Um 
because I don't think that you should go into a series with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and not win a game. And once again, I'm very forgiving when it comes to basketball. Like you said, like basketball is my second sport. Football is my first, so I'm forgiving. But you got to win a game. I just, well, we, again, we already talked about this, but like, I just feel like Steve Nash had like no control as a part of the team. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I mean, like, obviously, like, you've seen all the pictures talking about his game plan. It's just call a timeout and be like, Katie, Kyrie, please. Come on, guys. And then just hope that they turn up, which they do. Right. KD dropped 39. Yeah. He, they can do it. But it's just. You, yeah, you got to win a game. And I just, just think the, the people rotations. who were playing. I about to say the rotations were terrible. He didn't play Blake, even though Blake showed that he could play a little bit. Until he played this game. Right. He didn't play them all series and then it was just like, all right. And they lost by what, four? I think it was four or six. It was close. It's just, you got to, you got to. You gotta, you got to have a game plan, especially when a team is so defensively sound as the Boston Celtics, even though that's the nastiest sentence I've ever had to say in my life, and I hated it. The Boston Celtics are a, are a defensively sound team. They're, they're, they were rotating well. The other defensively sound team is the Heat. I don't know if you saw the clip or have watched the game, but or Trey Young, Young came. Yeah. He was like he was getting guarded at full court by P.J. Tucker. Got switched on to Bam Adebayo and then switched on to Jimmy Butler. How do you do? What do you What do you do? This is crazy. It's like the defense that these teams are playing right now in the playoffs. They're locking up, and you can't just send KD to just shoot the ball a hundred times and expect him to make some because he he'll make some, but you're you're gonna lose the game as we've seen with a sweep. A sweep is crazy, especially from these two teams who were supposed to go at it in the finals. Like it was the biggest PR yeah, that's relations so thing ever. And I even me, I was eating up. I was like, oh, we might as well just call it, man. Lakers Nets Finals. Well, no. I knew the Bucks were going. Back oh, whatever. Whatever, whatever, whatever. But they still are. Uh, they, uh, Bulls won a game. Nets didn't. That's all I care about. Oh, we didn't get swept. And anything can happen. We got it. We didn't get swept. You know? Um, but yeah, Nets got swept. Uh, Jason Tatum's coming into himself. People were doubting him a lot uh, during the season, even. Yeah, no, the Celtics were bung the first. The half. first like, it's just it's like they uh, the the Celtics and the Bulls like switched. The Celtics and the Bulls were the Bulls like started off Jam. hot. Yeah, Bulls started <laughs> off hot, and then uh, during the season, you know, injuries, all type of stuff. That was started so started piling up. And the the losses started piling up. I think they came out of the All Star break, and uh, and like the thirteen games after, only winning three, winning three, yeah. losing ten, which is disastrous. But I think this is this is the this is the bias coming out. But the uh, the game winning shots that Demar hit put me on a pedestal until the day I die. I don't care what happens mm. in the playoffs. Uh, Demar. Or what do people call him? De- Demar DeFrozen. Uh, the disrespect is real. Uh, I won't stand for it. Uh, he's 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 such a player, and, and we love him. We, we love he's him a all. player. He's a player. He's he's definitely a player. Drop forty one. Some no, slight in the one game. He is. Lose. He can play, but it's just it, something about the Bulls. What what do we say, Billy Donovan? I don't think he knows what he's doing with rotations either. But also, the front office 
doesn't didn't give him a powerful work all year. Yeah, that's what's like the. I think expecting, um, expecting Patrick Williams to come into this, like he can start, but asking him to do stuff like guard Giannis in the playoffs and (laughs) in his playoffs debut and guard this person and guard all these bigs who are dominating the league. It's it's a bit much, I think. I just um, feel like Vooch sorry. couldn't even stop Brooke Lopez until Adam. like last game where the Bulls got blown out by like 30 something. Because yeah. I don't I don't even know if Brooke scored, but it didn't matter. And I think it just comes down to the fact that we the Bulls don't have a power forward. Absolutely. Like Patrick Williams is a great player. Like I I he's just not good love enough him, yet. But he's not he's not he's there. Too young. He's too young. It was his first playoffs. It was his second year. He got injured. Uh, try, he hasn't even trying to dunk on years. Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> trying to dunk on Mitchell Robinson. He got injured trying to dunk on Mitchell Robinson. Um, it was it was disastrous. It was just it was just not a good. It wasn't There's a, a lot of injuries, Bulls, but there was or it was a good season, but it wasn't the season that the Bulls expected coming out the gate because they were so hot. Uh, Lonzo went down. Alex Caruso was out for a few games. Zach was out for a few games. With some, something's been wrong with his knee for the past like two years. Just like on or off, on or off. And I don't think he's ever gotten I think he needs like some surgery, but they're just not doing it or something. And something else we talked about. Does Zach Levine deserve a Supermax? It's just I think I don't know. I don't think Chicago is small market, which would is what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't think Chicago's small market at all. So I, I think I think you have sold me on the fact that it wouldn't be the end of the world if we lost Zach Levine. But I just don't want him to Go for nothing, like right, Lori Marketing again. Because I think we could trade Zach for some good pieces, but I feel like where and what is the question there. Yeah, and I feel like that's something we can talk about next episode where we do the that's owner. Then we huge. That's way man. That's big. Because I'm in my head, I'm fine with trading Zach. I think I've I've taken my emotions out of it, and I can I can take a step back and be like, we made the playoffs this year. Cool. But now what? It'll be dirty if we or not even if, because I feel like I just feel like he's about to be gone. Nah, one I think way or another. And it's you do? I think uh I think the front office is going to pay Zach Levine because we made the playoffs. He was an all-star. I think this is the second year in a row being an all-star, right? Because it's like, er, Yeah. So I don't know. I, he kept getting snubbed for so long, I can't remember. I think he made it last year. I think he's two-time All-Star. Um, and obviously and I dunk think jam. we're going to pay him. I don't care about Dunk Jam. It's just part of the All-Star. <laughs> we can't. I just, I just think – I believe they're going to pay him. If I was a front office, I wouldn't. But what we were talking about, it was drastic. We were, we were, we were drastic with it. We'd blow up the Bulls. Uh, everything. Everything goes. Everything must go. Uh, full sale. Um, because I think when you have pieces like Patrick Williams, you have piece you have a piece in Io Dasunmu, you have a piece you can we I'd say Great. keep Lonzo. We can keep Lonzo. I, I also I was think, saying I that's think, an overpay, but I think at this it, point it, we should keep him. I think we keep Lonzo, we keep Patrick, we keep Io, we keep Alex, but that's it. Yeah, Vooch can I, there's not another piece on this team where we can build on for the future. Like I think Zach Levine, cool. I'm not paying you a supermax though. Uh, 
I think he's this is a, this is gonna be a hot take, but I don't think he's healed, and I think he's injury prone. I think Zach Levine has been injured for a really really long time, like season after season after season. There's some injury that takes him out for some amount of games, and it puts us in a very precarious situation. And we need somebody who's more reliable. And Zach can put up the points. Don't get me wrong, bro. Averaged 24 this year. That's 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 amazing. 24, four and four, shooting 47 percent from the field. That's mwah. That's as good as it can get when you when you're when you need a star. But I don't think he's reliable enough to stay on the floor and to consistently give us the buckets we need. I think you you build through the draft, and that's it's a hard thing to do. Building through the draft is definitely touch and go. But if you so trade Zach for some pieces and then build through the draft with said pieces or with whatever you've got already, like I said, we give Io like an, enough minutes, the Patrick Williams enough minutes, he stays healthy. I think we've got something. But I think we start Patrick at the three and not the four. I think Patrick Williams would be such a better small forward than power forward. He's not big enough to guard the people who are in this league right now at the power forward position. So you want to trade Zach for a power forward and move Demar to the two? Yeah, because Demar is already locked up. Yeah, locked up for like four years, something like that. So. Well, three now. But I just think it just wouldn't it wouldn't make sense to keep this team where it's at right now with no power forward and just expect good things to happen because we had it's like Tony the Bradley. We had Tony Bradley playing power forward minutes. Why? So nasty. He's That's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's nasty. We had Vooch playing center all year. And like we were talking about, we got rid of people like Wendell Carter. For Vooch. Just older. And just not as... I, I think Vooch can't play defense. He's not as he's not athletic enough to play good defense. And he's lumbering and he's large. And it's like, it's, it's just Nikola Jokic. Nikola, Nikola. They, I, don't, I don't trust either of them to be... I would Him take one Nicola over the other. I'm pre- I'm taking Nicole Jokic over Nicola Vucevic. Yeah, <laughs> but on the defensive side of the ball, I I wouldn't say they're liabilities, but they're just not as good as you can get for a big. Like they're centers. Now, I'm not I'm not a Rudy Gobert guy. Don't don't get me wrong. I think he's the possibly one of the worst perimeter defenders ever to play the game of basketball, and I think he he can't score for real, and I just don't like him. <laughs> Don't like Rudy Gobert. I don't, I don't like him he, either. I don't think he should ever win a D-boy ever. No. I don't think. I don't think. Any, I don't think Marcus Smart should look, win a D-boy either. From, but I'll take think, Marcus Smart I think over right now, Rudy Gobert. After the playoffs, I'll give Marcus Smart the D-boy because something happened. Someone's clicking. Something's going on. I, I don't. Now I think Giannis should have at least been in the race when he wasn't. But I also. I, I think Jordan Poole not winning six man or MIP is nasty. I think a lot of things are nasty this year, but you know it's it's. Nice. We just don't got enough time to talk about. We got enough time to talk about. We got to come back to it. But, uh, but yeah, uh, to start to spin back around, the Nets and Lakers. You say you saying they're a failure because I'm saying they're a failure. I think yes. I think 100 failures. Um, I don't think it's to the point where you got to blow it up. But something's got to give. I think James Harden really screwed the Nets over, but I still Absolutely. think, like you said, not winning a game, that's a failure. And I also don't think the 76ers are winning anything ever. So, um, yeah, no. No, never. I hate James Harden. <laughs> um, second, topic, second topic we want to talk about today. Um, Zion Williamson. Um, Zion Williamson looks healthy. 
Um, I don't know. Actually, he looks he looks real healthy to me. Uh, he's doing 360 dunks, tween legs, all types of jumping. Don't stuff. know why you would just try so hard to have a bad relationship with such a good player. And the Pelicans like, I feel like they always want it. I think you put no. him in this Pelican series. There's not a there's not a this Pelican Sun series. There's not a doubt in my mind. Shadow of a doubt. Smoke him. Mm-hmm. Smoke him. Who on the Pelican, like? Who on the Suns can guard Zion? Cam Johnson. Ah! And Johnson can't guard Zion really. at all. It's just yeah, I think it'd just be it'd just be Suns Bucks all over again. You have a power forward who nobody on the floor can guard. I'm literally putting all of you on posters. DeAndre Aiden poster, and it's on my wall. It's on my wall, by the way. DeAndre Aiden poster, Cam Johnson poster, Devin Booker's out, and I'm still putting him on a poster. It's just I'm not I'm not I'm not for it. I don't understand because Bi is coming into himself. Don't. Exactly. There's no one who can guard him. There's no one who can guard Brandon Ingram right now. So what makes you think any of them can guard someone as 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 a prolific, as as dominant a scorer as Zion Williamson? That's and what, I've been what made me mad is that people are calling him a bust. What are you mm-hmm. talking about? What are you I, talking? I didn't know that people He's were saying that. That's slander. It's gotta it's just, be slander. It's nasty. It's defamation. Play Zion That's Williamson, and the the Suns don't have a chance. Yeah, I was the same. That's why I was saying the Pelicans got to be the best offense in the league. Like I and I, I'll die on that hill. With with Zion, easily the best. And I guess the way that I enjoy basketball, or if I was a GM or a coach or mm-hmm. anyone involved with the Pelicans, I would be really happy so, to have the New Orleans Pelicans starting. Yes, you just then. Would you say that the Pelicans have a better offense than the Golden State Warriors? I, I guess I'd say no. I think the but... way I rationalize it would be, you can you can miss a shot. You can miss a lot of threes. Yeah, Who the hell is stopping Zion Williamson from just dunking the ball over and over and over and over? So I guess yeah, you're right. I think like offensively efficient, easily the Pelicans. Easy because Brandon Ingram plays like he's Kevin Durant now, and I, I mean I guess he's played like that his whole career. Because he's just long, but now he's mm-hmm. playing like Kevin Durant. Zion has never been stoppable. He's shooting like if he shot below sixty percent, I would probably blow up and die <laughs> because an asteroid came and blew up the Earth. Because he's just that good. I think Herb Jones is not offensively a part of that, but I feel like he's and what's the such other a good defensive. What do they call him? Grand Theft Alvarado. Also, who is this guy? Well, he came out of nowhere and he's taken over the league. Okay, there's just I just feel like everyone on that roster and is not so young. young, but just so unsightly. And I didn't even get to talk about CJ McCollum, who's Man. like he, every single year it, he's just been stuck in the Blazers. What did the, what was that trade even? What did that trade even look like? What did, what did the Pelicans even give up for CJ? Nothing. Was it because, a fleece? Yeah, because the Trailblazers are the worst. League. I don't. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> it's but, be, I haven't heard anything about the Trailblazers since like so, for so long. Since they traded CJ, I haven't heard a thing. Because it was Anthony Simons for a little bit, then he got hurt, and then you have Keon Johnson and Josh Hart. That's who. That's who the Pelicans gave up. I think their best player they gave up was Josh Hart for CJ McCollum, mm-hmm. and they got Larry Nance, uh, Josh Hart, Nikhil Alexander Walker. Haven't heard anything about him. And Thomas Sadaransky. Bulls legend. 
and Didi Luzada. Pretty sure he's some draft compensation. I'm pretty sure Didi is still suspended on a drug ban right now. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. Yeah. yeah how do you get fleeced like that when you and they're not building on Dame at all, and they've nope. never done it. And Dame has all these highlight moments, and he's so good, but they'll just never help him. They'll never give him any help, and he'll no, never. No, Dame leave. wanted. He'll never a leave. Little bit of help. And they responded to that and said, "Oh, you want me to trade? <laughs> oh, you want me to trade, CJ? Oh, you should have just, should have just told us. Why did you so say that? I, I, I that how do you too? stay? No, I don't get it. Like, I don't have the patience for that. Like, I, I personally think I especially have a lot when of I'm patience. so good. I'm like well, literally they 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 had people. I have little kids saying Dame time up the street when they're outside hooping. You say, yeah, I got people, I, I I got people well. tapping their wrist and just doing all type of stuff. Super I'm good. That." You've got to get me some help. I just, I don't think that. I don't, well, again, that's another thing we talk about later. He's easily not top 75. He's, he's top 75 by title. Did not deserve it. He's he, not a lick. He was in the top 75? Yes. And Clay wasn't? Yeah, not a lick. Didn't let me, deserve it a lick. Let me tell whoever's listening to this, right? Whoever's listening to this. I don't care who you are. If you think Damian Lillard in any world ever is better than Clay Thompson? I, I don't I don't know what to tell you. You're just you're you're clinical. You're crazy. <laughs> what are we talking about? I just well, my personal bias. I don't think James Harden is top seventy five. Uh, I think no. I just hate James him. Harden top seventy five. No, that's that's just you. James He's Harden so bad. And it's okay. So James Harden top seventy five, and that's all right. So you know, we'll live with that. Him. He's top seventy five. He can't even shoot above thirty five percent anymore because he shoots too much. Um. <laughs> and then shoots free throws. Oh, I can't watch that team. But you know, um, the fact that the fact that, and that's something we can talk about. We can talk about the top seventy-five list. We we'll talk about everything in later episodes or whatever. But it's just it's crazy to me that Clay Thompson wasn't up there, and that a few of those names were. Because I think if you put Clay Thompson against any one of them niggas that played in the sixties, they think he's God. So, um, and I think a lot of people don't want to take that into account. And I think it's cool that, like, all them old white dudes were good at basketball for their time. Great. But none of them are even better than John Morant or Jason Tatum. Except for Rick Barry. Except for Rick Barry. Rick Barry's good. I'll give Rick Barry that. But he was still playing against plumbers. Nah. Because Rick Barry was white, Will. (laughs) And people who were coming home from war and just wanted to hoop a little bit. Like, it was just, I just, I don't don't care. I don't care. Some of them are bad. Some of I don't like it. Rick um, Barry's my goat. Not for real. Don't just, take that serious. Ah! <laughs> well, that's another thing. Oh, uh, we didn't go over our goats. Uh, Mike. Mike. Uh, Old Jordan. It is nothing. There's never uh, been down in my mind. You could call it Chicago bias. You could call it whatever. Michael Jordan is the goat. No, I've never watched him play. Uh, but he's the goat, and I don't. Yeah, I watched him on. <laughs> watched him on the Last Dance. I saw him play, and you can just look at his resume. Um. And I understand that LeBron is more athletic. Um, he has a better build. Cool. Uh, he could probably shoot the three ball a little better. Cool. Um, Michael Jordan is a better defender, perimeter, and interior. Um, Michael Jordan, I, I don't give a – I don't care. I don't care at all. He's a better interior defender than LeBron James. And I'll die on it. I'll die on it. I'll die okay. on it. I think he's a better scorer than LeBron James. I don't think he's a better playmaker. LeBron James is a great playmaker. I'll give him that. You know, I'll, I'll tip my hat to him. He's definitely LeBron James, definitely number two. Yeah, but he's just not one. 
He's just not one. Just not Mike. He's just not Mike, and you never will be. Um, do you have Kobe in your top ten? Yes, you do. That's yes. what we'll do. We'll do the next episode. Next episode, we'll do some top tens. We'll do. We'll do. We'll rattle off, rattle off some top tens. Um, because I I'm not I, I don't know if off the top of my head if Kobe's in mine. Um, but I think I think he's the closest thing to Mike, so he should be. Um, what else has been going Sorry. on in the basketball world? You want to talk about football? Oh yeah. So switching to football. Um, the offseason was a while ago. Um, but you know there were some big, big, big shifts, and as a Chicago Bears fan. Um, one of those shifts, one of those, one of those big, big, big shifts was but getting rid of Ryan boss, Pace. Oh, uh, oh, that was a good thing. Hey, that's we got a good rid of Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, but we also got rid, not even got rid. No, uh, we got fleeced, but we traded Khalil Mack. And yeah, and I'll just, I'll just, I'll just read you guys the trade verbatim for those of you who don't really keep up with football and, and all that. I just, I just, let me get, I just, I just show you. I just, I just illustrate it for you. We traded Kalomak, who is probably a Hall our of Famer, best player and our best defender for the past few years, and best player, and best player. Thank you. Before Justin Fields got to the team, um, we traded Kalomak for a 2022 second round pick, number 48. Pretty cool. And uh, 2023 six. That is it. And I get it. His contract is up there. Um, and we did get a second. But that that's it though. I feel like at that point, just keep him. A second. Because it's not like we didn't do anything with the money in 2023. What are we doing? Nothing with the money. Well, the money doesn't clear up until like next year next year we'll have like the most cap space in the league yeah but that's next year so i feel like and I, I, I don't mind it too much because it gives justin fields time to develop but we're also not putting the pieces around him that we need to be putting around him i personally believe and we'll talk about this after the draft or actually i'll throw out a draft prediction right now i think we trade up in the draft for a wide receiver or we see if george pickens falls to us because the draft is looking crazy right now. A lot of teams are doing a lot of things. But since a lot of teams don't need a quarterback because they got up in last draft, I don't think that a lot of quarterbacks are going to go in the first round, if any. Um, there is just too much too much talent outside of the quarterback position in this draft for teams to take a chance and when they can wait for the quarterbacks to fall to the second or third round. Um, I think it'll just be edge defenders in the with the first three takes or with the first three picks um edge defenders and evan neal so i think any amount of like Kayvon thibodeau or aiden hutchinson or trayvon walker go in the first four plus an offensive tackle for the texans and you can throw whoever around wherever when it comes to that but i just don't see i, I just don't see a quarterback going because no one needs one right now um, because last draft was how quarterback quarterbacks won the first uh a so lot i'm pretty sure say it was at least four but i know it's more than that i know uh it was like the first i, I know justin fields fell to 11 thank the gods um did but, matt jones fall to the second round or was it just no nah, matt first? jones was first late first to the patriots but 
So that's like, I think it was like five quarterbacks in the first round. Crazy. Um, and I think well, I'll talk about this. We can talk about this next episode too. But quarterback rankings for the rookies. Um, and I'll try to keep my bias out of it. But we'll talk about it next week, and we'll we'll see where we're at with it. Um, but yeah, I think the draft is going to be really, really, really interesting this year. I'm going to watch it, keep up with it. And I think the moves that teams are going to make, I think there's going to be a lot of movement um, because there's not a lot of like, like usually people take quarterback, 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 whatever, but there's not a lot of need for quarterback right now. So I think teams are going to be moving up for people like sauce and Derek Stingley corners that are going to be like cornerstones, no pun intended for teams in the future. And teams that really need cornerbacks, teams that really need secondary help, stuff like that, are going to really need people like Kyle Hamilton for their secondary and stuff like that. He's a monster. He's like 6'4", with the, like, speed. He, I, I Actually, I don't think he was that fast. I think his 40 time was a little slower than people would like. But I still, I, I definitely think he goes in the first round, maybe to the Lions. But there's just so much, so much, like, so much talent in this draft that it's just, it's unmistakable. And you could go any which way. But I think, like I said before, the more the smartest move for a draft like this is just get more capital and take more chances. Or just like like uh, somebody said, like basically just the more chances you take, the better like chance you have of hitting on one of these prospects. When it, especially when it's not a quarterback that you have to like sit and develop and game plan and blah 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 blah. blah. When it's somebody like a George Pickens, a Chris Olave, a Jameson Williams, a Garrett Wilson, who you can just throw in at the wide receiver position and develop them a little bit and see if their skills transfer over to the next level. I think I think this draft is going to be crazy. I think it's going to be one of the best drafts to come out of our generation for real because of how much talent is in it. You know, it's 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 crazy. And the depth of the, like I said, I can rattle well, I guess off for our generation. But so yeah, I can rattle off five wide receivers on top of my head that should go in the first round. But since there's just not enough picks, they won't. Like it's crazy. I think Jordan Davis deserves to go in the first round. I think there's so many people who, who are going to or deserve to go in the first round. And there's some people that are going to fall to the second. But I think, like I said, being a Bears fan, we got to we gotta go up. We got to go up because the talent, the talent is deep. But what are we at? 48 and 32? Or, I mean, 48 and 35 or something like that. We just, we got we to gotta make some moves. Yeah, the 35th. Uh, let's check. Bears. Well, I, I guess my thing is just we we just have so many holes in our entire roster. Mm, definitely, definitely, definitely. And also we just made a new one for a second round pick. Now I feel like we had no cornerbacks last year. No, we made it was abysmal. No free agency moves at all. Mm-hmm. Except for we made a few. They're just not great. And it's Brian Byron Pringle. Was arrested. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, we made we made some. Uh, we tried to go tried. for no lineman, but then the Bills were like, "Nah, we we still like that guy." So we, it's I mean, it's we tried. it's difficult. Uh, but I have I have I have faith in in um in our in our big man up there, our GM. I just think in my head, especially especially with football, I will always blow it up before I wait. But I, mean, I think I guess, that's just us with everything, though. Like, 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 we even talked about it with basketball. Like, I think blowing it up is just the move. There's just too many players to not just trade everyone and then sign people for cheap. Because if you suck, you sucked already. Yeah. The Bears and are going to be another maybe six 
game, six six win team this year. Because if we never make the playoffs and Justin Fields is not going to develop like you were saying, we mm-hmm. need him to. Like obviously he's going to get the start, and like obviously if we give him good receivers, then it'll make his job easier. But if we never make the playoffs and he doesn't have to face like, playoff right, right, right. pressure, like it's not like he's not a proven quarterback. He was amazing in Ohio State, but like that's not. I think I think being amazing in college doesn't prove anything though, because Baker well, Mayfield mean, might be top bottom five quarterbacks in the league right now somehow some way i just but i mean justin fields has oh i guess not exclusively in college i should say he mm. was obviously like fantastic and should have gone higher than we stole him for absolutely but 100 percent. but he was like incredible out of college and then also in the nfl he's been great it's he just doesn't have an o-line statistically and he doesn't I think have, the big thing is statistically he hasn't Statistically, yeah, but watching people look. I bet say when people just look at statistics, they'll be like, "Oh, Justin Fields had a bad year, he's a bust," yeah. which is crazy because there are people actually saying that. Like it's insane that people are saying that a rookie is a bust after his first year where he didn't even start all the games. Like it actually makes me oh, sick. Oh, I forgot about the that. Andy Dalton Why? switch out, Nick Foles switching out, all that mm-hmm. bull crap. It was just, it was a rough year. And this is going to be Justin Fields' first year having the offense catered around him. And we can even talk about the the um, Browns game where there was no game plan to protect him at all, and he got sacked, what, nine times? It's Mold. criminal. And when you don't put your quarterback in a position to win and then he doesn't win and you're like, Did he break oh! his ribs? Yeah, he, like, broke one of his ribs and he was out for a game. Like, it was just when you don't put your quarterback in a position to win and then they don't win and you're surprised, that makes you the fool. Exactly. So that doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, uh, the other topic we want to talk about outside of the Bears was the AFC West right now. Um, like I said, Khalil Mack went to the Chargers. Um, so like the AFC West is just looking crazy. (laughs) (laughs) AFC West is looking crazy right now. You've got Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack on the same line. You've got Devontae Adams going to the Raiders Raiders this year. On um, a similar contract to what the Packers had offered him, he just didn't want to play there anymore, which is interesting. Um, you know, I'm glad he's gone. Uh, I hate Aaron Rodgers more than probably anybody on this planet. Um, you know, I respect him as a quarterback, but I just wish he wasn't in our division. Um, and uh, with Devontae gone, they don't really have any receivers. I'm pretty sure we took uh, one of theirs, Equinemius St. Brown. Um, so I like that. And we're just we're just we're just looking towards the future. Um, the AFC West. Who else went over there? Freaking oh, Russell Wilson. Tyreek left. Tyreek left the AFC West. Russell Wilson went over there to play for the Broncos, which is a move. Um, I feel like you can't if you're the Broncos. That's just an automatic win. You can't pass it up. You can't pass it up. Upgrading from Drew Lock is crazy. Even though they lost Noah Fant, who I think is a really good tight end, but um, I like their wide receiver room. Uh, Jerry Judy, uh, Sutton, I like him, but I think if I if I was Russ, I'm leaving the Seahawks too because it just looks like they're on the down. Um, yeah. and if I was DK Metcalf, I'd be gone. Uh, I don't want Julak. Where did, did Bobby Wagner go to? The, the Rams. The Rams. Bobby Wagner went to the Rams. I, I feel like the Rams there. are starting to look like the Lakers to me, but before the Lakers were bad. I would Versus agree. A whole bunch of old I, people. But I don't think, and this is this is another hot take I have. 
I don't think Bobby Wagner is the same Bobby Wagner that he's been in previous years. Uh, obviously because of age, but just also because of his just like like athleticism generally. He's just slow now. And when you're playing a middle linebacker in this league, you cannot be slow. Um, I think he's still a hard hitter, and he can still tackle well. He's still good in coverage. But the speed, like the sideline to sideline speed, is not going to be good. Now, I think the signing of him is great because he can teach the teach his ways or teach the the ins and outs of the middle linebacker position because he is a Hall of Fame middle linebacker. Don't get me wrong, and his 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 legacy speaks for itself. Um, his resume speaks for itself. But I just think he's more. I think they're going to be using more of it in, in a position of like teach our middle linebackers, our young core middle linebackers, how to play the position well. And we're, we're, we're going to pay to do that and still play and go against Seattle two times a year. Um, and if they really, let me, let me, let me bring my mic. If they really start Julak for the season, it's, it's going to be, is that rough. even a question? It's going to be rough. They can draft a quarterback, but if they start Julak for the season, it's going to be rough. Cause they have, they have a first round pick. Do you think they're gonna? Do you think they're gonna draft a quarterback? I think it's really possible because I wouldn't want Drew Lock starting on my team. But I also know that I don't think they're in the business. the The Seahawks themselves are in the business of building up another quarterback because I think they still. I, I hope they don't still think they can win now because they can't. Mm. Um, but like even seeing reports that they might take Stingley because they need corner help. It's just I don't know. Hey, well, I, actually, no, I I see it now. That's just the the blow it up mentality in my head. <laughs> like, why would you draft a quarterback when you could just suck forever until you're good? Because I feel like because yeah. I feel like that's what the Lions have been doing, but they still suck. No. So I think I because I think blowing it up in football is completely different from blowing it up in basketball because you only have a bench and five players. In football, you gotta make sure every position is is good enough. Lead. Because if you have a hole somewhere, like if I have a bomb ass O line, but a our quarterback hoop quarterback can't do anything. It's like uh what's it called the Colts. They haven't been able to do much because of the quarterback situation. They have one of the best O-lines in the league. They just haven't been able to do much because of the quarterback. And it's just, it's tough like that because in football, you need all those positions to play well and do their part. It's like a puzzle. You gotta, you gotta have all the pieces or else it's gonna just crumble apart. Like in the I feel Super like Bowl. Oh, go ahead. The, I feel like the Cowboys have... They had a like, good old Yeah, line. I feel like they just but it got didn't real finish the and puzzle crumbled. in time. Yeah, no. And absolutely. then they lost a piece. And then like they, it was put together right. They just didn't like they they, they just lost a piece. Because I feel like yeah. their whole line was also incredible. Mm-hmm. And Dak Prescott is not a bad quarterback. At all. I just like might I, be top ten. I just don't I just don't get it. No, I don't know. Like, what I genuinely don't know what happened. Like looking at it closely, I think it's like Zeke. They, I think they put too much on Zeke too quick. That boy was running that ball crazy as a rookie and as, like, his first, like, two years in the league. But then after that, he got, like, injured. And then it just slowly declined, declined, declined. But I and think the Cowboys are still a really good team. 
Yeah. Like completely. Like, that was really weird. Like I'm pretty sure in like one of the playoff games, he only touched the ball like four times. Yeah, something like that. But I think it's just the Cowboys kind of fell apart, sorta. But the defense of their building right now, I I can't say anything about it. It's 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 looking crazy. Michael Parsons is is crazy. Trayvon Diggs gives up a lot of yards, but he. You think it. Michael Parsons is the best out of that draft? Right? I think Michael Parsons. Well, I think he's the best defender out of that draft, hands down. But Jamar Chase is crazy. That is. Like I don't know, and that's that's what brings me back to the O line. If the Bengals O line was a little bit better, they win that Super Bowl. A hundred percent. Jamar Chase could not be guarded. Jalen Ramsey was falling all types of around and he say Joe be. Burrow was getting eaten alive, right? Yeah, he was getting beaten up. Even the last play, Jamar Chase came wide open on the right side of the field, but Aaron Donald got to him too quick, got to Joe Burrow too quick. Oh yeah. And then he and started just, screaming. He started screaming and threw his helmet down because that's the Super Bowl. I get it. Now I think I think the Rams deserved it. Matt, Matt Stafford went crazy. Cooper Cup that last drive. If Odell didn't get injured after his first touchdown, it's a blowout. It's a blowout. It doesn't. It's not even close. But if their O line was just a little bit better, I think not only do they have much more of a chance, but they might win it because the defense that the Rams were playing was a lot centered on just getting to Joe Burrow faster than he could get the ball out of his hands, and that's what they were doing. Because let me let me say something. It's scary hours when you got Leonard Floyd, Von Miller, and Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald on the same D line. I don't want to go against it. I'd I'd rather not, per se. Or rather go against that. But um, you know, it's crazy stuff going on this offseason. Um, and a lot of teams can bolster their O line, a lot of teams can do a lot of things to help them. But what the the stuff that AFC West did this year was crazy. Um, bring all those pieces over there. They're, they know that the Chiefs are going to be around for a while, and they're going to make it hell for them. Um, a lot of people are saying that Patrick Mahomes, is this is going to be the year that everybody proves Patrick Mahomes isn't the quarterback everybody thinks he is. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I think that's a, a heap of Stupidest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A heap of it. Um, I just don't see it because um, Patrick Mahomes is 26, turning 27, and he's already won a Super Bowl. Been back to it, by the way. He's he spun a block on the Super Bowl. Um, and then he has his MVP. He has a Super Bowl MVP. Um, uh, he's probably gonna be in the Pro Bowl every year of his career, which is the all-star. He's probably gonna be all uh all NFL or whatever. Pro Bowl it's shouldn't exist. I, I hate out. the Pro Bowl. But get in, get in. Because there's more. He's he's just his his resume already speaks for itself. But there's gonna be people that are like, oh, he still needs to prove himself, still needs to prove himself. Why? I just don't get why people say they have to prove themselves. That's so stupid. I mean, you don't have to prove yourself. You just have to win. Like, winning is the only thing that matters in reality. People like, and we always talk about this, but it's like, oh, you're just hurting your legacy. No one cares about their legacy. They just care about winning. Just flat. He's a four-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, one-time Super Bowl champ, 2018 MVP, uh, Super Bowl MVP 2018 Offensive Player of the Year, something Burt Bell Award. Uh, he just has everything. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yes, but he's just he's he's crazy. 
And I just don't understand where it comes from where people are like, you still have more to prove. His career QB record is 50 and 13. That's so not normal. I'm just dominating. I'm literally dominating. Like, there's nothing you can say to me. I'm dominating right now. His touchdown to interception ratio is 151 to 37 in his career. I have nothing to say to any of you. I'm just a winner, and you're haters. You're just hating. For what? Get your bag up. Like, come on now. Let's get real. He's not, I'm 26 signing with some of the biggest contracts that I've ever that the NFL has ever seen. I have nothing to prove. But, yeah, they brought all, all these people over to the AFC West because they know that the Chiefs are going to be around. And then Tyreek left. Tyreek left, and that's what brings people to saying that he needs to prove himself, this, that, this, that, this, that. Um, but I think the AFC West is going to look scary this year. I think uh, the Chiefs coming off that loss in the AFC, what was it, the AFC Conference, Divisional, or, or whatever it's called, uh, the, the, the game that was going to decide, AFC Championship, that's what it's called, AFC Championship, um, them losing in that game. I think it's going to not light a fire, but I think it's going to let them know that they're not invincible, that the Chiefs aren't invincible. Um, they have Juju. I don't really like Juju. I think the Chiefs are going to take a wide receiver in the draft. One of the many very, very good wide receivers, Garrett Wilson, uh, Drake London, Jameson what Williams. What pick they have? Um, let's see. They have uh, one of one of the later ones. In the first one? Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, it's 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 looking it's looking scary over there. Is this correct? They have two first round picks. Mm, I don't know about that. Twenty nine and thirty. Very possible. Because I'm pretty sure they traded Tyreek for a first. They should. Oh. Um, or I had to. A late though. There's no way that the Dolphins. Yeah, the what's the, let's just look up the, the pick order. Hey, well, it's saying it here. It says they have 29, 30, 50, 62, 94. One of, these just seem really high for a team. Yeah, that, that, sounds, that sounds up there, by the way. Hmm. But, yeah, uh, it's just uh, the FC West looks looks terrifying, and I wouldn't want to play over there. Um, But the other thing – happened that happened pretty recently actually was Debo Samuel um he's decided that he or reports say rather allegedly let me throw in a lot of allegedly's and reports say that he no longer wants to play for the 49ers because he doesn't want to play the hybrid wide receiver role he wants to play a more traditional wide receiver role um how do you feel about that I well, I guess in my head, I thought everyone was like praising him for being like this versatile weapon, same way that um, Cordero Patterson was. But also, I mean, if that's if that is true, like you said, like, like allegedly, I feel like whenever there's tension between a player and a team, or a player and their coach or their DM or whatever it may be, I feel like then, like you said, everything becomes allegedly. But if that is genuinely his issue, I just, I don't, I, I just, I just fail to see how it went so wrong so fast. Outside of the fact that they just, they're just not winning, even though they just went to 
the bowl. So I, this is this is weird. It just seems like a lot of behind the scenes stuff that boiled over that was not really apparent until obviously now him demanding this trade. Um, I think it's 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 really strange to me because like during a Pro Bowl, he like was like, Yeah, I'm a wide back. Like he was coining it and embracing it. And then like you said, all of a sudden what what went wrong? Like it's just it was it's really crazy because they were just in the um the NFC championship game. They played the they played the Rams and just lost. Like it just happens. Yeah, that was but, really Super Bowl champ. Mm, yeah. So it's like what, what are we supposed to do? So it's just like I think like you said, something has to something has to be going on behind the scenes because it just doesn't things just don't make sense. That would to, to just happen like that. How are you coining the term and embracing it and loving it? And then, but a lot of things people are talking about is that when you're playing that position or you're doing these different hybrid things, you can get injured a lot easier. Yeah. Because you're playing running back, you're doing running back things and wide receiver things. And running backs get injured crazy easily. Yes. Because they're Saquon, just running Barkley. over and over and over and running and running and running, getting hit and getting hit, getting hit, getting hit. So I get it, but why coin it and love the term and yeah, it just that? it just seems so wishy washy to me. And to I embrace and it, it because I can't see like the contract that they tried to give them. I can't be like, oh, it's about the money or oh, this or that. It's just it just looks weird. And um, like we were talking about, if if he ends up staying, then it's even crazier because why would you just keep this person on your team? when they are not contributing or when they're not doing anything for you when you could get draft picks or whatever for them but the other thing people are talking about is that they think that the 49ers want a like two first round picks for them and me personally i'm not giving up two first round picks for absolutely not um i don't know that there are many people in the league that are outside of the quarterback position that i'm giving up for two first round picks um, it just doesn't make much sense to me because I think you can, like I said before, you can take more shots when you have more picks. And if you have more picks in the first round, you have a better chance of getting people that are going to turn your franchise around, possibly. Like we've always looked back, or like me and you, even at like at 2 a.m. when we randomly are talking about football, we'll look back and be like, dang, the Bears could have drafted this, the Bears could have drafted that. And that just gives you more leeway when you have more picks. So I just think I'm not giving up. Two fronts for our picks for him. You aren't either. And I would hope that no GMs are giving up two first round picks for him. But I also think the 49ers aren't going to trade within their within the NFC. I don't think they're going to trade Debo Samuel within the NFC because I wouldn't want to face that anymore. And people are saying that a lot of his um a lot of his production comes from the system that he's in, which is fair. Kyle Shanahan is an amazing play caller and knows how to get his guys open, knows what his guys want to do and how they should do it. But uh, I just don't I – don't, I don't see it. I don't see him getting traded. This, like, this, is, this is me personally. I don't see him getting traded. I see them holding out and seeing if they can work something out because I wouldn't want Debo Samuel leaving my team. But I feel like if I was Debo, I also wouldn't want to leave the 49ers. So there has to be something else going on. Um, because I'm not, I don't want to leave George Kittle and our new quarterback who is probably good. Like I, I have faith in, in Trey Lance. 
I have, I have, I put my, my, what's, what's the saying? My horses in that, in that race. I put my oh. horse in that race. But eggs in the basket. Eggs in that basket. I put my eggs in that basket. Um, so there just has to be something going on that we're not seeing or something like that because it's just, it's just not making much sense besides just wanting that, wanting out or wanting a bigger payday. So, um, besides that, to wrap up, uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna throw in like one what's like one hot hot take you have for the first episode of our for for, for the first official episode of our podcast with some hot take that you want to throw out there for for the people to hear. You go first because I, I need to look at <laughs> some some uh, brackets. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, it's gonna be about the NBA playoffs. Yeah, mine was too. Mine was too. My NBA, or actually, I'll do one for the NBA, one for the NFL. My NBA hot take for the week is that the Raptors will win the series against the 76ers. I think they'll pull it out, win the next two games, do what they need to do. I think make Noel Embiid and James Harden are first-round exits. And that game is what? Is that game tomorrow? Oh, they just played yesterday, so yeah. So we'll see, we'll see tomorrow, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get back around to it by, our next, by next week's episode. But I think the Raptors... Pull it out, make history, beat the 76ers. I have no faith in the 76ers, and I have all faith in the Raptors. I like Scotty Barnes. I like I like what they're doing over there. I like OG. I like what they're doing. So I think I think I think they pull it off. I think they make history. And I think uh Joel Embiid's gonna cry his way home again. What's your NBA hot take? <laughs> I think. <sighs> I think the Pelicans can make it to the conference finals. Because like I said, I have, I have a lot of... What's that of, looking like? They probably... Well, I don't think... The Jazz are the worst team in the NBA, by the way. I think but, the Mavs pull off that series. Yeah, easily. So I think they beat the Mavs. As they do every year. Well, actually, no. They lost against the Jazz last year, didn't they? I think so. But that was because Luka was responsible for literally 80% of their points every <laughs> single game. And Porzingis disappeared. Right. But now Spencer did what he said. He's capable of crossing the street on his own so mm-hmm. with that that and equals 102 yeah and Jalen Brunson stop joking drop what 42 41 yeah 41 and then like 29 and he's he's open I like those numbers but the Pelicans I think I think they beat the Suns oh, I genuinely do and, and then, then I then they have to beat the play? Mavs oh I think they take the Mavs easy and then I think the Warriors are obviously going to make it to the conference finals. And that's when that's when it's that exactly what you asked me earlier. Would you whose offense is better? I think the Pelicans I, are more efficient. Oh, no, that's a good one. I think if it ends up Warriors Pels and they play Zion, the Warriors have no chance of winning. I don't think they have no chance. Cause I think like I think the Warriors are an incredible team. I think Draymond Defensively Green. Though? Oh, true, 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 true. Draymond. Draymond, Draymond. I, I just feel like Steph and CJ McCollum probably played the same level of defense. Mm-hmm. But I think the difference is that like Grant F. Alvarado, he's he makes a difference on defense. On the, Herb Jones. Does he come difference. off the bench? Or yes. is he starting? Yeah, he comes off the bench. Who who would that be? GP three? Uh, or Steph? Is Steph? Do you think Steph's still gonna come off the bench that late in the in the playoffs? I doubt him, especially in the conference finals. There's no way. There's yeah, no way in fuck. But I think Valanciunas against Kevon Looney. Don't even talk to me. Zion Williamson oh, against Draymond. Food. It's baby food. 
I still think don't even talk to you. I think Draymond is really good defensively, but I just don't think he has anyone to guard because I don't. Well, no, that's that's not right. I think Draymond, they put Draymond Zion's on, on Zion. Yeah, Zion's 100%. not ridiculously tall, so I think Draymond can hinder Zion. But I think if they Zion, play, him, it's a big, big, big if because we're still trying to see if they're playing them or if they're holding them out, whatever the hell they're doing. There's no way that they have to play him. If, if they if get they, that far and they're they not playing to. him, whoever they the coach needs to be fired. And I'll stand on that. I, I At this point, I don't even think it's coach's fault. Like, I think that's another, like, same thing with the Steve Nash, where he just doesn't know what's going on. He mm-hmm. just gets told stuff, but then also can run whatever rotation he wants on game day. I think. I think it's a GM just, thing? Or just yeah, like I think front office is choking that. What, what, what would they gain from that? I don't know. That's what I was saying. Like I just, I just don't get clearly like, like it's very evident that he's not injured. It's so clear. Yeah, I just, I think the difference between being ready to like being able to be put in a game and then actually like going conditioned, full, like high intensity. Like mm. I think he would be able to play on a minutes restriction, which he didn't like, because I'm not playing Zion 30 minutes off rip because then he's just gonna hurt himself again. Yeah, no. So I don't think I think he's just legitimately too big as a human being to play a full game of basketball. I think he's just more suited for football. He's, oh, I thought he'd tear his legs up running any amount of distance <laughs> on a football field, but. I think he, you can condition his body archetype more suited for football though. Well, yeah, that's, I just, like, I just think his body trying to be conditioned for basketball is what's fucking him up. He's like a, he's like a, an he's ability. Like what, six, six. Yeah, six six three hundred plus, no, maybe three fifty plus. But I think he's to, lost weight. You don't need to be in the in the NBA. It's like you, like you can use him so well as like a, a a spark plug or a right. an ability that you got a hundred percent of. You can use your ultimate. Put Zion it's in it's for not five like, minutes. It's not like Giannis's body where it's like he can he can he's built it. Yeah, because Giannis that's is like six, a 11, natural seven, big seven body. Like Giannis was in a gym and doing all this, doing all this, doing this. Now he's yeah. a muscly but slim and can just like KD, and, was right? Also, two hundred forty-two pounds, but you'd never guess it ever in my life. I think I was the same weight as KD, and I weigh one eighty-five, and I'm only six-two. So, I, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I just think if they don't play Zion and they get that far in a series, it's crazy, and yeah, someone needs to lose their job. Yes, <laughs> but I do think Pelicans can make Pelicans the make the conference. Final. And that would be really exciting because I think think I I enjoy watching the Pelicans. And then my NFL hot take. I think I'm gonna do a I think I'm gonna do a playoff prediction here this early. I know I know it's early even before the draft, but I'm doing I'm doing a little playoff prediction here because somebody in the AFC West can't make the playoffs. I'm gonna go. Broncos don't make the playoffs. Even with their addition of Russ and whatever they're trying to do with the wide receiving core and their defense, Pat Sertain is amazing. Love them. They don't make the playoffs. Everybody can't make it. I think, I think that's interesting because I feel like two quarterbacks that have been like absolutely slandered for not being good enough are Derek Carr and Russell Wilson. Absolutely. So they're very underrated quarterbacks. And I think in the, in the scope of people or a scope of sports world, I think Russell Wilson is still a top 10 quarterback, 
Yeah, so that'll be interesting because it's going to be one of those two. It's not. Let's say the, the Chargers and the Chiefs are making. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Not, no care. question. I don't care. And we can come back to this episode in a few months if one of them miss, and y'all can talk y'all shit. But I don't care. As of right now, yeah. the Chiefs and the Chargers are the two best teams in the AFC West, even without Tyreek, simply because they have Patrick Mahomes. And <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, I'll stand on that. Question. I'll stick with it. And y'all can slander me later. But right now, I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. You can't pay me to. Did Derek Carr already get his extension? Mm, no, yeah, they're working on it. He he's for sure staying though. So yeah, it'll just look they real give him bad. Big, big, big quarterback money. Just to miss the playoff. Screaming. No, even it. even just it's Derek Carr. I'm not paying you the, as the best quarterback in the league because you're not. Yes. Everybody wants to get paid like the best when they're not the best. Like who just got paid? Some uh, Denzel Ward is the highest paid quarter cornerback in the league. He was good, like really good. He is and, really good, but Madden. he's not the best cornerback in the league. He's pretty good in that. <laughs> he, he's a crazy athlete. He grinds for the tackle and all type of stuff. He's he just was just out for a little bit, right? Or he not just, just a just, little bit. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. He's not the best quarterback, cornerback in the league at all. No, yeah, I'm not. Like by a long bad. shot. Like Jalen Ramsey is the best corner in the league, and no one can tell me any different. You, you yeah. No, no, yeah. no. Marlon Humphrey doesn't hold a candle. That's not Zaire, what I was saying. Zaire is close. No, I was going to say that. Who? Jalen Johnson. All right. I feel like when you're the only anyway, one. Anyway, 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 we're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing it. Jalen Johnson's really good, but he's not even. He was the only cornerback on that team. Like, there was one person in the back. No, uh, I mean, no. Thomas Graham Jr. is uh, He's coming into himself. He got burned by DK at one time, but he's, he was playing really good defense against the Vikings. Like later on in the year, and I'll take a little Jalen Johnson, Thomas Graham Jr. I like it. Um, but yeah, uh, what else? I think that's it, that's right? It. Yeah, that's it. So that was episode one, or this was episode one of Double S Podcast. Um, we record every Tuesday. Um, we'll mm-hmm. be back next week with minimum talking about the draft. Um and some basketball things. If our predictions come to fruition, you will hear about it. And if not, I'll the first round will be over. <laughs> yeah, the first round will be over by next Tuesday, and we'll see who makes it out. And maybe we should make some playoff brackets. Yeah, that, that can be for for next time after we see how the first round goes. Because I I agree. I think I think the Raptors can pull it up. Mm-mm. Just I hate Doc Rivers <laughs> so <laughs> no, much. No, I don't I don't see him winning anything ever. Yeah, um, this has been Sincere Billups. And Gary Tavalta. And we'll see you guys next Tuesday.